Welcome to the Service MVP Podcast, and my name is Joe Cressera, America's Service Sales Coach. And we have with us today a very special guest. His name is Nick Engelhart. He now works at Service MVP as our event trainer. Uh, Nick, uh, say hello to the audience today. Hey, guys. How's it going? Now, Nick is a experienced uh, plumber. Uh, he's worked in the plumbing industry uh, with uh, different companies such as All City Services, and he worked with <clears throat> Absolute Airflow with Victor Rancourt and his team up there. And he's uh, he, he also was a very successful uh, person who has used the Total Immersion program. Away. And so today I want to do a thing called Three Tips for Plumbers uh, to help them be successful in 2000, in this, in this year coming up, uh, 2024, Nick. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at right now today? Okay, so I was 23 years old and... Um... I was sleeping on a couch at Anthony's house and he woke me up and said, Hey, you're going to be a plumber. So <laughs> he shook me. We went around the corner. I went to this place called rapid plumbing. Um, and that's where I started my journey at. I, I started working there and um, kind of back then, you know, it was like make X amount of dollars. Here's your truck. And there wasn't any training or anything. We were just like pretty much told to do whatever we had to. That was back in the phone book days when, you know, these companies could just buy clients and um, reviews didn't really matter. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, how did that, uh, how did that uh, keep moving forward? What, what the things? So, change? so that was really rough. Cause, um, at the time I just didn't feel like plumbing was an ethical place to be. I really, um, disliked it. You know, I, I was able to make decent money, but it was just frustrating because I didn't know how to do it ethically. I didn't know how to provide good service. I was just like told essentially like go to this house and try and sell a liner. Like it didn't matter if it was a leaking faucet, a leaky hose, but it was like, go Nick and sell a liner and make, you know, your money. And if not, you're not going to be a plumber anymore. So I remember that being really frustrating. And then um, about two years in, um, I got sent to my first training event. And that was for um, Charlie Greer. And I went on site in Anaheim. And um, I was kind of able to get some structure there. You know, I'd never had any training. So from there, that's when I would say I became decent. But I was still really inconsistent. You know, I would have, you know, a month where I made 40, 50 grand. And the next month I would hit 18 grand. And then have another good month and then the next month i would um you know it was like a roller coaster essentially the system and process was better than nothing but it still wasn't consistent was that always performance pay nick or was that you're getting hourly plus performance I, I did performance pay since the beginning since i first started we got performance pay we just got a percentage of the service volume on our jobs so when the results were down uh, that affected your paycheck greatly how did that affect oh it affected my paycheck super great i mean if i had a bad day at the time if i got in an argument with my girlfriend anything would throw me off you know mm -hmm. so my my performance was really based on where i was at mentally so because of that i remember um working at all pro with this guy anthony that um essentially helped train me and anthony and the first time I rode with him, he threw me a Zig Ziglar book. And he said, if you want to be good at this job, you're going to have to read. He said, the, he said, the thing that sets people apart is the people that read and invest in themselves. So I remember um, reading that book and something kind of clicked. You know, I, I realized how important it was to, you know, study and how even though I was a plumber and I twisted pipe, there was a lot more to what I did than that. What book was it he told you to read? I mean, this is Anthony Pulliat. Who unfortunately yeah. has, he's uh, he's departed. He's passed away. He's a dear friend of ours, Anthony, and he we taught his entire team, including Michael Minos and some other uh, all stars who have gone on to be amazing plumbers in the history of uh, uh, the plumbing service business. Uh, Nick, what book did he tell you to read? Uh, I'm wondering what book it, he told it was, you. It was a Zig Ziglar book. Um, oh man, I wish I could remember. It was, it was about cells. 
Uh-huh. Was good, yeah. So that kind of helped you get on the way, and, and, and that kind of helped. And then um, Anthony Cavagna, I mean, that guy just like banged it in my head. We, we were we were really good friends, and um, you know Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins, anything he could get his hands on, he was always kind enough to throw me. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, you were Anthony Cavagna is the owner of All City Plumbing. For those of you who don't know, in uh, here in Southern California and uh, the eastern part of Los Angeles, he uh, he definitely has run a company with over a hundred service techs, and Nick was one of the head trainers over there too. Nick, what are so I'd say I guess you would say one of the first tips you could say to plumbers is start reading some books and start improving and investing yourself. Just self improvement in general, like it could just you know, and we drive so much, we're driving you know four or five hours a day, so the audiobook thing works out perfect. I mean, you could really hear one thing in that and it could just change your whole life and set you in a different direction. That That's my experience. You know, even if you listen to a six hour audiobook and you only get one thing, it can really help you out. Well, let's talk about some of those things that you read and learned. You obviously you've read a lot here at service MVP and you're a graduate of our program. Uh, we had an online graduation a few years back and uh, also you've uh, used it in the field. You graduated by using it in the field, right? So what are some Absolutely. of the things you've learned in, in your educational uh, things? Let's give us some real meat and potatoes that plumbers could apply. Uh, the difference when Nick was going up and down and having those inconsistent results versus once you started getting your feet under you. Uh, what You see, you mentioned what you were doing before, like anywhere from 50000 a month to 18000 a month, depending on what it be. What was the results after you really became more enlightened? What kind of results did you get there? As a technician, doing my own jobs consistently between sixty and 80000 so would be my standard. 60000 a month, something like yeah. that. So about 20000 uh, anywhere from fifteen, twenty thousand 20000 a week you'd be doing at that point. Yes. And you'd be selling, sure. and do, selling and doing your own jobs, you're saying that, right? Yes. That was, that was when we were selling and doing our own job, everything from top to bottom. Well, tell us some of the things you learned then in that period of enlightenment that plumbers could pick up from you today. What would you kind of a pro tips would you give those plumbers that uh, are out there right now? What would you say? I think um, so. Obviously, there's so much, but the most important thing I've learned throughout my career and um, throughout studying and reading things is how important it is just to you know um, not be a victim to be an adult. Because as soon as you um, take responsibility for a problem, now you get to find the solution and you get to take action to fix that problem. It's um, my, my biggest problem for so long was is I blame my clients, I blame my boss, I blame my dispatch. But as soon as you do that, you take away the power. So now the solution isn't found within, it's found from them and you're not going to get that. So from reading books and everything, I think that if I mold it all into one clump, it's just that um, taking personal responsibility for your actions is where change starts and that's where growth and development starts mm-hmm. for sure. Cool. So, so, so my mindset's really important. I remember... Um, I had just read an audiobook and I, it was like six o'clock and I was just getting home and I got a call and I had to go to um, a different text callback. So I remember driving there and I was super upset. I was thinking at the time, like, you know, how unfair it was and how my time was wasted. But I remember I had just listened to the importance of mindset and, um, you know, how, how it pretty much molded everything in your life. So I remember pulling over and I just took a second. And I, you know, I was able to just think, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to just treat this like a regular opportunity. At the time, I had done total immersion. I showed up to the house, ran the system in process, had my magic moments, and I walked out of there with like 18 grand, you know? But I remember thinking how important it was that I just even had the insight to stop and do that, to, to stop and like check myself and do a reset. So that would be sort of like one of your first tips would be 
hey, before you go to a call, let's just stop, reset yourself, clear your mind. How important is it to remove all the baggage from your head when you go on these calls as opposed to having your- just- I think that's the most important thing. And I think to be able to do that effectively, you have to have a system and process to fall back on. You know, um, If I can go to a call and I know what to do from the time I get there to the time I leave, I'm going to be pretty consistent. And that's what I've learned um, throughout- time, you know, as opposed to winging things and just showing up and trying to, you know, hope I connect with a client without an actual plan to do that and then hope the call goes good. It's just a poor plan. Mm-hmm. So that point of it, just getting your mind clear, I think, I think a lot of times that's where we defeat ourselves, Nick, before we get started. Would you, would you comment on that about how sometimes we can defeat ourselves before we even get started? I mean, if I go to a call and I, I tell myself it's going to be a bad call, I mean, I already made it a bad call, you know? I, I think that I've seen so many technicians doing that on ride-alongs to where, it's a certain kind of client or a certain um, demographic or maybe even the areas, you know, they've told themselves it's bad and it, they've already lost. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, you know, mindset and they've already lost before they even got there. I had a technician call me one time and he says, Nick, I'm at this call. I think the kitchen lines brought it out, but the client doesn't have any money. Um, I'm done here. I've been snaking it for over two hours. I can't clear it. And I said, well, why haven't you done the repair or at least told them the options? He says, Nick, they don't have any money. I went there around the system and process, same thing, had a couple magic moments, um, presented them with six options. My top option was like 25 grand and my stuff in the middle was like 18 and then 13. And the client says, you know what, we can't do the 30, but we'll do the 13. Will you take cash? And um, that that was, that was huge for that technician. It was like a, a huge shift for him that day. I could just see the light go off in his eyes, you know? So they didn't have any money, but they did have cash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't they, they couldn't fix it, but they could. He didn't even give them an opportunity to fix it. He already decided for them they couldn't fix it. So much so that he's willing to try and cable the line for two hours. Well, I'm hearing a couple of things here, some themes. Number one, clear your mind before you get started. Number two, you keep mentioning magic moments. Could you describe what that does? Tell me a little bit about so, it. So for me, a magic moment, the big shift for me was, as I learned at um, other training facilities, how important it is, you know, the, you hear about rapport and connecting with clients and all this stuff. And you know, my, my best shot at it before was to tell a client that I liked their car, that their yard was nice, or, you know, I'd see a football team and, you know, pretend to like that football team or whatever, you know. And um, But I really didn't get it. Since doing um, total immersion and being here, I understand that the substance isn't praising someone for who they are, their effort, and then, you know, what they do for their family, things like that, where there's actually something behind it. You know, it, it actually has some substance. It's not surface level. Um because I've seen a guy tell a client before, your yard looks really nice. And he said, yeah, I hope so. Um, I pay my gardener 300 bucks a month to keep it nice, you know? So there, that was like a total swing and miss. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. So the magic moments, uh, could you describe for plumbers what magic moment really means to you? How do you, uh, how do you apply magic moments? What exactly goes through your mind when you do that? So for me, it's just such a habit. It's became a habit. And I know a lot of people that know you, Joe, see you throughout the day. And you really um, live in gratitude and recognize people for who they are and appreciate it. So as you do magic moments at first, for me, it was awkward. But for me, um, to put it in a real vague way at first is just to notice the good people doing who they are and praise them for that effort because, you know, people aren't used to that. If I notice somebody's a good dad, if I notice they're a good husband, or if I notice a wife's a good wife or she takes care of her kids or even animals, I could praise that effort she has and, um, you know, and be grateful for that. And it's sincere because I am really grateful. I've had nurses before that tell me they wake up at 2 in the morning for the last 18 years and um, go take care of people in my community. So because of that, I, I can praise that effort and mean it. There's there's an actual um, humble substance behind that that's real stuff, you know. And the way I've been able to do that is just through habit of just trying to notice the good in others. 
Mm, that's really good. Notice the good. Notice the good in others. That, that's it. Does take a little bit of optimism, doesn't it, Nick? How how important is it? Well, we're still. So, if I if I go to a call and I tell myself that the client's poor and they're wasting my time or some crazy stuff, how am I ever going to notice the good in them? You know. So back uh, to the mindset thing. Good, good. Well, that's the one thing you said. You uh, the magic moments. I think I heard you say. Another thing is just kind of like saying, take the brakes off and say when I show the prices profiling people so no profiling i think that's what you're getting at too right is that it's, it's so important i mean i i was talking to um, a technician the other day that i used to work with and he's like man i um keep getting these bad calls and i was like okay let's digest what you mean by that because you're getting you know calls like everyone else i asked him how many calls he ran last month and he ran like 50 calls it was like 52 calls and i'm like so you're telling me that 52 clients were bad and he just kind of went quiet so um in a harsh way, kind of what you're saying when you say, um, I don't have any good clients is you're saying, I can't get in front of somebody that tells everybody yes. And I think that's, that's poor, you know, that's a poor um, plan. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, what would you say the biggest impact financially would be? Is it the magic moment or is it the uh, making the options like go, taking the brakes off and showing? So the whole system and process really comes together. But for me, um, when I could really capitalize on magic moments and just presenting options and connecting with my client and caring more about providing good service than getting myself is when everything came together. If I can show up and really care about my client and what they need and provide options that fit that and let them choose, the sell comes. I, I don't no longer have to sit in my truck and worry about pricing or Am I going to give this person a, you know, I only want to give them a $6,000 option because I don't want to scare them with a $20,000 option and 6000 is better than twenty. I, I've had circumstances like that too, to where maybe um, I really needed money and it was just controlling my whole mindset and the service I was providing my client and it really got in the way of, the way of things. When I think like that, I actually make way less money. Yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think I think when we uh, I always say there's that saying that says when you believe something can happen it probably will we believe it can happen you're, you're either way you're right uh, if if you believe it can happen you're yeah. right if you believe it can happen you're right uh, it's it's what you think that makes it right does it make sense there for sure I, I found that to be 100 percent true tell us about your experience here at Service MVP just kind of you'll start you'll be starting here in January to become uh, one of our lead event trainers here. Uh, doing total immersion and all those kind of things. Or tell us about the process you've gone through here so far and what you've learned in the process that you've been working to uh, uh, qualify to be leading one of these classes. What, what are some of, the, what some of the things that you can share here that have uh, been key insights or highlights, if you will? I um, really just think that there's a huge need in the industry for what we do. And I think the more people we can get in front of, the more people will see that we have the solution. You know, for me... Um, I've been to live events since I've been here and I've got to see like the, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a sparkle in someone's eyes when they realize there's a solution. Like I said, for me, systems and processes are so important when you're a business owner, you get to read that a hundred times, you know, throughout books is how important it is to implement systems and processes. And as a technician, if I have a system and process, I have something to fall back on. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Like where I'm at. Um, if, if I'm having a day, if I'm tired, if I have that system and process, I'm bulletproof. So mm -hmm. since I've been here, I've got to see roofers, I've got to see garage door guys, plumbers, HVAC techs come. And by the end of the class, they're just like, you could tell their whole mindset's changed and they're like optimistic about it again. They were me back when I didn't have a system and process. And my best plan was to try and sell a liner at every call. And, and they just found that solution to where they got to do their job ethically 
and they can enjoy their job again and know they could provide for their families and know that they could do it in an ethical way that is, you know, going to be persistent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you've met some pretty amazing people here. What are some of the, uh, who are some of the people you met that you would say have been key to your success? Would you say, uh, get, moving moving toward this position as the main event trainer here at Service MVP, who are some of the people who have been successful getting you there? Well, obviously you, um, Michael Munoz has helped tremendously. Shreya, Mike Busher, everybody on the team is awesome. We have like, that's one thing I love about it here is our coaches that are so experienced and they actually, all of us believe in the system and process and they believe um, that this stuff works. And not only do they believe it, but they know it. You know, you take someone like Munoz and ask him a question and he's just on top of it, man. He, he's willing to help. And that's the main thing about everybody here. Everybody here is willing to help each other and they're willing to um help it you know help you move forward in a way to where um you really know the system and process in an educated way that's easy to explain hmm, that's great. and then students as well you know i've had some really good students and um i've had ryan from sierra was amazing he's a i know he's a big believer in the system last time he was at total immersion we got to talk and um some really cool guys Stephen little from canada um I, i've met some owners that you could tell this has really changed their life and seeing that's just like super um encouraging that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, well, tell us a little bit, anything else, anything you want to kind of close here with that you'd like uh, plumbers to know or to realize what kind of things would you like to tell them that you'd say that uh, are the keys to your success? What are some of the things that you could say are, uh, you know, key aspects that you could say that really drive, drive home? Like if you had a list in your head of like when you're having that moment in the truck where you're saying, uh, okay, I'm going to stop right now and just clear my mind. Uh, here's what I'm going to do when I get on this call. What are, what are sort of like the punch list for you when you, before you go on a call and tell us about what that kind of prep punch list looks like. So I, I don't know what's going to happen on this call. So I've got to get, get the garbage out of my mind, but here's what I know is going to happen when I go on this call. Tell us Here's what I know is going to happen when I go on every call. I'm going to um, do the system and process. I'm going to look at the whole system. And I'm going to provide options and I'm going to let the client choose what's best for them and their family. Well, so be more specific about that system. So people get that because, because the okay. system, if they're talking to probably, there's probably 10,000 people listening to this, right? So okay. uh, when you the system, break, break that down a little bit more so people can see uh, more specifically what you're going to, what you're going to talk about inside that system. So what are some of the specific things you're going to do before you get to that call? The system is one thing, but okay. just a word, right. Define that system a little bit more for people so they can see, uh, what you're gonna, what's your, what your action steps are gonna be? So, what's the first thing? What's the second thing? Give us a little bit more details on it, if you don't mind. Detail to the system. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna show up at the house. I'm gonna introduce myself. I'm gonna um, express gratitude for being there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna um, have the client, the client convince me that they need me there. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm gonna um, get on code with my client, which is gonna mean I'm gonna find out who found the problem. Um, what they say, what they say, what was that like? The reason why I'm going to do that is to actually connect so that way um, the client's letting me know what they need and I could see how the client experienced the whole problem. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to have my magic moments is where I connect with the client. That way um, there's some substance and actual, um, you know, the, the client knows I'm there for them. The client, at that point, I just separated myself from everybody else. I'm not running in, just looking at one problem, running out, running back in with the price, fixing it and getting my van and taking off. Um, I'm going to see if the client has anybody else that they use. So that way at the end of the call, I don't, um, I'm not being told about a different company. And then I'm going to find out how the client found out about us. And all that's going to, you know, lead me to the spot to where I could provide my client with six options. And then after that, I'm going to let them choose what option fits them best. Um, 
we're from there, Joe. Yeah, I mean, what about the how about the end of the call? What are you thinking at the end? So you present these options. What what are the outcomes you think you're possibly going to get if you're uh, if you're thinking about this thing? Oh, I'm going to get a yes, or I'm going to get a no, or I'm going to come back. But definitely, um, I'm not going to leave the call and be told that they're going to call me a week from now and hope that they do. I'm going to bring every call to a conclusion. What do you think about that? How many calls do you think before you took the training did you leave and just not know what was going to happen compared to? Oh man, if um, if Anthony Campagna were to watch this, he would laugh because I would have before I had the system in process, I'd have ten calls on my board, and they would call me and be like, "Well, what about Patty? Well, Patty's calling us. Um, Patty's calling us on the twelfth, and she's going to give us an answer. And well, what about Donna? Donna's going to call us. Um, she's going to call us next month and let us know. I was the most horrible technician at that. And then uh, that changed, and then you uh, start, start making sure that. I oh think yeah. The difference between a professional and amateurs, the amateurs scheduled the next activity. Would you say that's the correct statement? Tell us a more about that. Yeah. So for me, like, um, there was always that fear um, of hearing no, I guess, and the client's scared to tell you no. So without um, knowing how to bring the call to a conclusion, <clears throat> I was always just. Um, hoping that the client would decide yes, you know, instead of having the skill set to get the yes or the no before I left. Hmm. Well, Nick, uh, they always say a great podcast interview starts on time, but another another one is a great one ends on time. Uh, give us some final thoughts that you'd like to share with plumbers. Just give us some final words of encouragement, if you could, and let us know what, what you'd like to, and then tell them if they ask them, is it okay if they would contact you to give them help if you need help go ahead and 100% it's okay this doesn't have to be hard i mean i'm not saying it's easy but it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be miserable um this was life changing for me i feel like without this i would have um, worked in a warehouse maybe until my body was blown out you know but because of this i was able to earn a good living and because of um having a sales process i was able to do it in a way that i'm proud of and that i get to teach other people now you know um I see people all the time online on forums and stuff and they're like, Hey, um, is it okay to charge $50 an hour for this? And it's just crazy. Cause they don't know their numbers. They don't, they don't know what they're worth. So I think the, the relevance of having a sales process is being able to know your worth, what you have to charge for you and your company to be profitable. And then believing in that price because you're able to have such a good process that you are providing better service than anybody else would be able to provide that client with. When I used to show up to a call, I would feel like that client was lucky to have me there because I knew I was going to look at the whole system. I knew I was going to give them options that they could choose from. And I knew that the job was going to be done right the first time. So because of that, I, you know, premium service for a premium price is key. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they said before, if you believe in something, you can sell it easily. Right. Uh, yeah, how hard is it? How hard is it to sell something you don't believe in, Nick? It's impossible. Is it, it's, it's impossible. Mind, right? Your mind has already said no. Your mind has said I don't believe in this. It's hard hard to force yourself to move forward like that, right? For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you have to work for a company you believe for, and you have to believe in yourself if you want to be successful. Good, good, good. Well, Nick, thanks so much for uh, the interview today, and thanks very much for uh, providing value to these plumbers that are out there. Uh, starting out this great new year and definitely we appreciate everything you do here at service mvp we can't can't wait to see you get started on your new future here thank you joe appreciate it all right everybody have a great one we'll see you in the next podcast everybody